0: This episode of Podplay contains frequent course language and adult themes. Welcome to Podplay, a Theatre Republic production. This week we present No Exit from the Roof by Duncan Graham, featuring Elizabeth Hay and James Smith. Each week we'll hand the microphone over to the playwrights themselves, so that they can give us an insight into the writing of the piece. And now here is Duncan to tell us about the writing of No Exit from the Roof.
1: Hi, my name is Duncan Graham. I'm the playwright of this work, No Exit from the Roof. The work was commissioned by Sydney Theatre Company and performed by that company in 2011. Uh, It was performed with a suite of other short plays that were all commissioned around the theme of money. I chose to look at a marriage, uh, and the relationship between that and money. And we were just coming out of the global financial crisis and uh, like our financial markets at the time, this marriage is in free fall after a man is uh, loses his job and comes home to confront his wife. Uh, it's eerily uh, relevant again in this COVID-19 time. So I'm really thrilled that it's getting this podcast release, and I hope that you enjoy the play. Thank you.
2: Woohoo! Get down! 20 fucking floors up! Get down from there! Galaxy of lights! Please, why are you doing this?
0: In this photo of us. What photo? This one. You know it.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Maybe I was... Maybe I was always looking over the edge.
2: Come down here and give it to me so I can see. We can talk about it. No.
0: There's nothing you can do now. Don't. Gone. What? Shit. Still here. Please. Heads. It's real. Tails. It's not. No! They match! (gasps) Sorry! Jesus! Sorry, I didn't- Jesus!
2: You made me jump!
0: You made me jump.
2: You didn't jump? I did. I didn't see it.
0: It happened. Internally.
2: What are you doing here?
0: You look at me sometimes like... ...like you don't want me to exist.
2: <laughs> Do I? You're home early?
0: Are you expecting someone?
2: I didn't know you were coming home. No, not
0: me. Someone else. The door was open.
2: It's bad luck to see me in any part of my wedding attire.
0: That's what you'll be getting married in. Just your underwear and high heels.
2: Can you pass me my dressing gown? It's behind you on the door. Thank you. This isn't all I'll be wearing.
0: There's more under there.
2: Over the top. Let me see. No.
0: Come on, what are you hiding? I'm not hiding. I hide under there sometimes. What's in the box? Show me.
2: No. Show me.
0: Let me see. I'm not superstitious about our wedding day. Well,
2: I am. What's in all the boxes? Shoes.
0: Can I see? (gasps) So many
2: pairs. Don't. Don't touch them.
0: Are those the shoes you'll be wearing on the day?
2: I don't know. I was trying a few pairs on.
0: Have you tried the others? Wouldn't you be trying them with the
2: dress? I'm afraid to look at the others. It's one day. It's not like you can ever dress up like this again. You can't suddenly decide to put on your wedding dress for a dinner party round at Matt and George's, can you? It's a day to be... Immortalised? It's a kind of death. Is it? If you get it wrong. I saw Mum's wedding photos the other day. Her shoes were hideous. It was another era.
0: Someone will look at us and think we're hideous.
2: I don't want to look back and... and, you know, what the hell was I thinking? I want something timeless. Are these timeless?
0: Do you remember this photo?
2: Let me see. It's at your old place, before we moved here.
0: Yes. Do you remember that moment?
2: No. Why?
0: You know the photo. Remember?
2: I don't. Sorry, I don't remember. You
0: don't remember? No. Not not at all?
2: I mean, that's us. And by the looks of those camper loafers you're wearing, I'd say it was five years ago.
0: Then what's the big deal about the fucking shoes? I look at this photo 20 times a day. Not just look at it, I know every detail. The way you're looking into the camera, there's a happiness in your eyes, a hope. Is there? I have it angled on my desk, so you're looking right into my eyes. In fact, I don't need to look at it to tell you what I see. Your hair is up, but loose, suspended, like your eyes between satisfaction and hope. Between that moment and our future. My arm around you. The two of us looking out. And when I get home, I think to myself, we've arrived here,
2: into that future, from that moment. We weren't together, from memory. No, not yet. But I was in love with you.
0: I told you I was in love with you. That day. That's lucky, he said. Because I'm in love with you. (laughs)
2: Why have you got it here, that photo? What's that box?
0: I wasn't even allowed back to my desk. A fucking security risk, that's how they classified me. Then this Maori man came in, a security guy I wave to every morning with a rat's tail. He comes in, grabs me by the arm and escorts me out. Why you? Well, that's what I'm asking myself as I'm going past Michelle and Gavin, of all people. Those two. The peacock and the fucking dodo bird. Looking at me like I'm some sort of fucking criminal. I mean, what about fucking Gavin? What does he do? Someone check his figures? No. No, he... What the fuck does he even do? Sucks cock. I don't know what he fucking does. Nobody knows what he fucking does. I work. I make things turn over in there, but the way he looked at me, I mean, like he knew. I could have slapped him. I would have slapped him if the Maori man hadn't tightened his grip like he knew what I- Jesus. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck fuck them, fuck them. You know I don't speak like this. I never speak like this. Have you heard me? They put me in a holding room for 20 minutes while the Maori man went back upstairs to get these from my desk. My personals. In a filing box. I mean, you get to a point, a certain pressure. Fuck the world. You can say what you want. Fuck Gavin. Fuck Michelle. Fuck the Maori. Fuck Cummings. Fuck him. Fuck them all. Fuck personals. Fuck. Personal He said some financial collapses are like a banknote falling 20 floors.
2: What? Who said this? Cummings. When?
0: Just before they let me go.
2: What did he say?
0: He said some financial collapses are like a banknote falling 20 floors, but this one's like a coin dropped from the top of the Empire State Building.
2: What's that supposed to mean?
0: When it hits, it pierces right through the skull.
2: That's how he described it, this collapse. Yes. Cummings. Yes. And that was meant to console you. You don't even deal in real money. Is that true? It's virtual what you do. It's someone's money somewhere, sometime, now or in the future. It's zeros and nines and fucking decimal points, not notes and coins, and you believed it. It's not a matter
0: of belief, it's real.
2: Who for? Me! Standing here with my box. You weren't even allowed to collect it yourself. What did you say? When? When the Maori man took you by the arm. Did you say anything? Did you? Tell me you said something. Fuck. Walk back in there and tell them. Tell them what? You're not leaving. I'm gone. Show them your fucking photo. They don't care about the fucking photo. What are we supposed to do? They don't care. I do. So do I. Do you? Do you care? Of course I
0: fucking well do.
2: Then go back and say something. Does
0: it look like I don't care? I fucking well care.
2: Then say no. It's not a simple- No, no, no!
0: Look at me. Let me see you. Nothing can take what we've got. What's in that photo? It's going to be fine. Going to bed. Does that feel good?
2: Yes. Wait. What? We have the whole afternoon. No, I can't.
0: Was it something I did? I'm sorry. No. What? What is
2: it? Your proposal was perfect. What you said, the way you said it, where you took me, I couldn't have dreamt of something more perfect, I never saw it coming, that's what made it so wonderful, it was a complete surprise, and when I see myself back there, on the beach, the light breaking through onto the water, how could I have not known that was what you were doing? that's it, when I look back, it was exactly how it was meant to be, it was so right, I was blind to it, I didn't even know it was happening. What do you mean? At that moment, I felt we were destined for this. We are! But I'm choosing it all the time, how can that be? I don't get it. It feels like I'm falling, falling through my own life. I couldn't tell a soul. No one at work. I told my family. I told them because you would have known if I didn't tell them. We told them together. It was everything I ever wanted. To be married to you. Now it was really happening. I couldn't... I didn't want to... I don't know. I'd gone all week. I took my ring off every morning when I stepped out of the house for work. We had drinks that Friday night, and I was going to say then to a few people, I was going to put my ring on and show everyone, but it wouldn't come out of my mouth. It was like I was going to lose something. But it's what you wanted. It's what I've always wanted. What are you saying? I seduced someone. That Friday night. Instead of telling everyone I was engaged, I... I did. I behaved like you didn't exist.
0: Was that a choice, or...?
2: I know I've killed it.
0: Are you waiting for him? Is that why the door's... Were you going to fuck him in your... ...our... ...wedding dress? Do you still love me? Do you still want to marry me? <sighs> it doesn't change anything. What happened today? Or this work incident of yours? It doesn't change anything, not in my mind. It's not like I'm not employable, you're still working. We can put some of the wedding expenses on the cards if we have to. I, I mean, I might get offered something. I'll-, I'll call James tomorrow, he'll look after me. And this whole conversation will be a total waste of time. Let's skip past it. Erase it from memory. Forget it ever happened. Let's imagine I'm home early to cook dinner. We'll pick out your wedding shoes. Fuck all that superstition. And you'll look perfect. Like you always do. You, you know that in my eyes. You're always perfect. The woman in the photograph. Everything is meant to be. In the scheme of it all, nothing's out of place. No blemishes, no marks, no stains. You and me looking into the future together forever until we die. I'm falling. I
2: can't. Shh. I feel... That's it. Shh. Go to sleep. That's it. There's nothing left to do.
0: I'm running. You're standing right here. I'm running. Where are you running? Back into the city, to work. is pulling on his rat's tail staring at me like he doesn't know me I shout through the glass you know me wasn't he on the day shift I need to go up to the roof didn't I throw you out today he says I need to go to the roof to tear up this photograph I press it against the glass (laughs) who is it he asks my fiance no problems brother you can go up He opens the door. He grabs me by the arm. Don't tell anyone you saw me.
2: You won't do it.
0: He scans me up.
2: You don't have to.
0: I burst through the door onto the roof. The rush of cold air. Distant sound of the city. The door closes behind me. I look back. A green neon sign above the door. No exit. Why? No exit.
2: Why would they do that?
0: (laughs) I don't know. No exit. (laughs) I pull the handle. It's locked.
2: But I'm here. (laughs) It's locked. (laughs) Woohoo! Get down! 20 fucking floors up. There. Galaxy of lights. Please, why are you doing this?
0: In this photo of us. What photo? This one. You know it.
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Maybe I was. Maybe I was always looking over the edge.
2: Come down here and give it to me so I can see. We can talk about it.
0: No. There's nothing you can do now.
2: Don't. Gone.
0: What? Oh! Still here, please. Heads, it's real. Tails, it's not. You've been listening to Podplay, a Theatre Republic production. Podplay was recorded on Ghana land and is supported by the Department of Premier and Cabinet through Arts SA. Podplay is directed by Corey McMahon, produced by Manda Flett, with sound design, composition, and editing by James O'Bourne.